Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? We got something to move tonight, and we start the whole local thing off. Help me, anything move, we knock out. Let's go. Don't play intramurals, brother. But they are who we thought they were. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You play to win. Do you have any questions? I got a question. You got any excuses tonight, Roy? talking about practice man what are we talking about practice what's going on people i want to welcome all of you to another edition of the very unsportsmanlike podcast my name is quincy and this is my podcast and you can check out the very unsportsmanlike podcast over at podpage.com forward slash 15 yards that's p-o-d-p-a-g-e.com forward slash 15 yards You can find archives and get more information about the show. All right. Joining me, I got the homie Ray up there in Jersey and the pimp Eminem down there in Mississippi. What's going on, fellas? Hey, what's going on, baby? Hey, what's up, y'all? All right. So we'll kick things off, man, to talk about this college football championship where Alabama went undefeated 13-0 and dropped a 52-24 beat down on Ohio State who finishes 7-1. and one. Alabama exploded for 28 points in the second quarter. And I'll be honest with you guys, I thought Ohio State had a chance to, like, hang in this game and maybe be around, you know, in the fourth quarter to try to steal this thing. But this game, after the, like, uh, about midway through the second quarter, was never really in doubt after Alabama jumped up 28 tonight, well, towards the end of the second quarter. 28 to 19, and then they turned around a minute and a half later, and it was 35 to, give me 20 to 17, then 35 to 17. And um, Ray, I mean, what's your take on the game, man? Because Alabama just kind of made it look easy after they got going. No, well, I only really saw probably they half of it. It was up to, it was going too late. I'm trying to get a little more sleep nowadays, but. Um, you know, it, it 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 was it was competitive early, but to me, the way Alabama does things is it, just not it's just not fair. Everybody talk about Nick Saban this, Nick Saban that, but man, when you got that many horses, how can anybody compete with that? I mean, look at these guys just into the draft. I mean, they they almost like a a pro team playing in college. And it's like, I believe Alabama can win that game. You don't put no coach on the sideline. It's the quarterback know what he's doing. <laughs> and you got a defensive captain, they can win the game. And, you know, it, 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 it's crazy. 
because I believe I stopped watching maybe it was 17 to 21, I believe it was, or something like that. And then, man, when I flipped my phone over in the morning, I'm like, man, I expected them to lose the game, but not like that. So it was, uh, you know, it's just the way college football is now, starting to, starting to get, you know, so unbalanced. It's almost like how women's basketball is. One, two, three teams go win every year. So, you know, but Alabama won, so you can't really take that away from them, but it just seems like it's a competitive uh, balance is not there. Yeah, it's definitely no competitive balance. And Eminem, what you think of the game, man? Oh, man, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I watched all of the game, and um, I, I really, really think that as far as the the win – I, I, you know, there's no doubt that Alabama would have won, especially where they was weak in, uh, weak in pass coverage. But outside of that, I think if, if uh, of course, injuries are part of the game, but if Sermon hadn't got hurt and Fields, you know, hadn't basically been playing with uh, that hip contusion and all that stuff, I think the game would have looked totally different. I mean, it would have been, it would have been a win for Alabama, but, um, I think it would have been a huge difference because they was having trouble. They was having trouble with the. Uh, they was having trouble with the uh, uh, stopping the run, and and the uh, the guy that scored, I won two for me with him. I think that he was a pure freshman or something. He scored twice, so I was just like, damn. The sermon was in there, and the way sermon went off on Clemson, he really would turn to you know Fields got all the credit, but sermon would, would turn the tide. With Clemson, because he's wearing their defense down, because he's uh he's a uh, athletic running back, but he got a build similar to uh, uh, Eddie George, so he's deceivingly larger than what he seemed to be the way he played. And I could, I was I was seeing where that was uh it was hard for Alabama to counter that with the other running back they had. So I was just like, well, you know. I still think they'd have won. You know, I, I ain't saying it would have came down to a field goal, but I think it'll look more like a national championship game. But, uh, but you know, you can't take nothing away from them, nothing like that. But if they could do a do-over, and I guess the Alabama people say, well, damn, if, if uh, Waddle was at 100% with Smith, it's like, well, it would have been a complete blowout. So, you know, so I guess it's uh, it could have went either way. But I, I really would have liked to seen that without the injuries like that. Key injuries, because uh, I think Sermon got hurt on the very first play. Yeah, he did. And I'm just like, damn. He did, and I think Buck has joined us in Florida. Buck, what's happening, man? Buck? All right, maybe not. He said he was in, but I don't know. Maybe he did like me and dialed around the line. And hey, on the on the on the six on the on the code number, probably. And so, uh, well, I, I guess like what, what, what Ray was saying about the competitive balance, I mean, when it comes to the NCAA, we pretty much know it's going to be Alabama and somebody. Now, normally it's, you know, you can expect Clemson to be in the Final Four. A lot of years you can expect Ohio State to be in the Final Four. And because people love Notre Dame so much, a lot of times they're going to be in the Final Four, even though we kind of, even though I felt like they played pretty well this year, but we all knew they were going to lose. 
uh, in the playoffs. And I mean, so Ray, is that is that good? I mean, nine times out of ten, we're gonna watch it, even though you said you decided to go to sleep at halftime. I turned it off at the end of the third quarter. Um, the only reason I had a reason to watch after halftime was because. I was hoping Devontae Smith would get back in the game and put up like 350-yard receiving. But, um, you know, he got hurt and he never did come back in, so I had no no reason to watch it. So what do you think about that, Ray? I mean, the casual fan is probably going to be turned off. This was the lowest rated, um, the least watched college football playoff game ever. All right? They say this is the fewest number of people to ever watch this game. So what do you think about the fact there's no balance in the – NCAA, is that going to hurt them in the long run? Yes, it's going to hurt them because I mean, this is uh the new, the new, the new era, new everything is going on. So when you see stuff like this happening, you know, and then you know, saving getting all the credit. Meanwhile, these boys run up and down the field. And then you look at a guy getting $18 million a year. These guys can't even hold a job while they're on scholarship. Now, of course, you're going to go down in history as this and that and the other, but at the same time, what can he, what can he do? You know, I mean, what, what can you do? When you get a program like that, and he's one of those guys, he's like Phil Jackson, you never know, gonna know what he is because you're never going to see him without. And, you know, why would he leave Alabama and test his skills in the NFL or something like that? Because he's a legendaire. And now all the kids are going to Alabama. It's just like this. You watch the narrative, it's going to change. Deion Sanders going to run all over everybody. I know we ain't talking about Jackson State, but they're going to run over everybody and score. And his record going to be 75 to 2 or something like that. And then until we move to D1, he probably ain't going to lose. But is he going to get that same credit as the other guys going to get? Because he got more horses than anybody else in the squad. He watched what I tell you. And I, I just think that... When you see stuff like what's going on with Alabama, you know, you got a championship game and you still favored by 10 or 12 points or whatever the spread was, that's not a competitive balance. Not at all. And, you know, how can you get guys credit for that? You know, and, you know, yeah, yeah, it is a turnoff. But if you're a football fan, you know, you watch the game and, we watch the guys going to the league. We want to see what they're going to do on the next level and be real familiar with the guys and stuff like that. That's for the core fans. But the fans that are there that want to see a game and, you know, they come around in championship time, no, nah, they don't want to see nothing like this. You know, at least these other HBCUs, uh, they got a good band at halftime and stuff. But here, no, nah, you don't really want to see that. No, nah, not at all. Let me welcome on Buck in Florida. What's up, Buck? What's up, man? You doing all right? Doing all hey, right. what's going on, Buck Flash? Hey, hey, birthday boy. Hey, man. It's, <laughs> hey, it's, it's birthday week, man. Everybody's trying to get me messed up. It's kind of funny. 
they're going to have a hard time trying to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. It feels good to be Hey, I can say this. It feels good to be 50. And we only going up. We ain't going down. So that's how we going to do it. I hear you. Yeah. Hey, man. 50 is the new 40. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, you know, it's a solution to getting that shit more competitive, man. What's uh, I think that, uh, you know, as far as the uh, college, uh, with the, you know, the big-time college programs, shit, they need to open open, open them wallets up. Then Alabama going to be looking crazy because, shit, man, it might be some ob- obscure. Whoever got the strongest alumni with the most money is going to be, you know, pulling some of them boys. Everybody ain't gonna just going to gang up and go to one school. It's going to be harder to recruit. So, I mean, I think, gotta that, gotta understand that. I think that you're seeing a lot you, you of people. You got to understand that. Oh, go ahead, Bob. You got to understand, Nick, Nick Saban is going to have an NFL-style program. And you, people know that, you know, when you pull, you, you have, like, NFL-style talent, you know, coaching staff and so forth, that you got a better chance of making it in that top 1%. And that's the reason why they keep winning every year. But, I mean, it's not like these other alumni don't have the money. They're just not willing to spend it. They're willing to spend it to get a coach out that's not winning, but they're not willing to put somebody in there that can make a winning program like they used to be. I mean, you're looking at Florida State when they bought out the coach they bought out last year. They put $30 million on the field the night before they bought him out. Yeah, I'm, not about the coach, I'm not talking about the coach, but know, I'm talking about paying the players. So if you yeah, see the whole point of like the it. whole point of going to Alabama is for the poor boys in most cases anyway to go to the NFL. But if, if somebody yeah. can actually pay you, well, you like well, hell, even if I don't make the NFL, I still got my mama about the hood or whatever your goal is. Shit, I mean you, you ain't gonna make NFL money, but man, hell, you man, you show these boys six figures, man, you'd be surprised. Tennessee, a lot, yeah, of, a lot of these schools will come back up. I mean, that's true, but that's also, uh, I think as long they as they starving in to, Texas, as long as you have to vote on who a champion is, a vote on who's gonna, well, not who's gonna make it to the the playoffs, it's always gonna be some corruption if you're not allowing these guys to play it on the field. I mean, how come they just say? I mean, don't get me wrong. Nobody expects Coastal Carolina or Liberty or anybody like that to beat an Alabama or a Clemson. But by the same token, nobody expected Villanova to beat Georgetown, you know, or nobody expected Appalachian State to beat Michigan. I mean, every now and then this stuff happens. Boise State beating, uh, who was that, Oregon, Oklahoma, whoever they beat in that bowl game. I mean, so, and I'm and again, uh, this I is not even. Oklahoma. I can't remember. Yeah, this is not even, I'm not even talking about really the smaller schools. I mean, I'm talking about. You know, Texas A&M missed out on the opportunity to get in. And Texas A&M probably would have been more competitive than Notre Dame. You know, I mean, Texas A&M at least has seen Alabama before, you know. And so I, I just, and I, I mean, I don't, I don't know because they, they didn't win their conference. So maybe Texas A&M didn't deserve to be there. But as tough as this year was, I mean, but, but, I, I had to You get, got a good point, though. What's that? Because the, the the best part about that, uh, other than the than the uh, than the ultimate underdog type thing, for I'm just saying for pure ratings now, but 
what that would do is, yeah, you know, you know, Alabama gonna stomp the shit out of just say if Wyoming had a good year one year, but if they had some kind of outstanding player, everybody get to see what that kid looked like up against some superior overall competition, and it really could help some people get a better chance of making it into the league. Well, their they draft stock would go out. It's like you know, them situations where like the the school lost, but. Kind of like them, them, them damn running backs North Carolina got. Them motherfuckers some beasts, man. But they, they wasn't going to beat somebody like Alabama, but it's like that stage would have been big and everybody could have seen them play. You know, that's what's good about that kind so, of stuff. But, but see, guys, what I'm talking about is when you got so many five-star recruits, you know, other schools can't compete with that. Now, we, we even if even if they offer money, you'll get a good guy one 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 place. But what you got to give him a half a million dollars to come there, and the program don't have that kind of money to keep going around, even if they were paying people. But what I'm saying is, you the top dog, whether you in Alabama, you in Mississippi, you in Georgia, you in uh, California. A lot of these guys they want to shoot straight to Alabama. Now, when you get so many guys up there and all of them good, it's not a development thing. These guys were five-star when they came in. You know what I'm saying? So it's not necessarily, yeah, the program is going to put the focus eye on them where you can see them on TV, they can do this, and they're going to do that. But see, what's going to end up happening, it's going to take, it's going to take a while. But you see the tide turning now. All these guys, they want to come down and they want to play for Dion. Once they stomp the shit out of everybody in, in D1 AA, they going to move up to D1. And when you got a HBCU in D1, that's going to bring every joker down there that is really good, that want to get some light shined on him. And he's going to be historic. You watch and see. Now, it's going to take a while for the t- tide to turn, but, yeah, it's going to turn because they're not going to be the only dog in the race no more. And that's what that's what's happening in Alabama, just too much of that. Now, yeah, Ohio State, they get their guys and, you know, the USC's and all that, they get their guys, Notre right. Dame, but they getting fours and threes and all that in there. Alabama, look how many first rounds they have every year. First and second round, six, seven guys. Man, ain't between two playing on the field as starters. And then when you look at a powerhouse like yeah, Texas, that, that, that's a, last that's a year, good point. Because uh, <laughs> or you look at a powerhouse like Texas the, was, was last year. Last year, Texas, I think had. Um, I'm sorry, not last year. In the last ten years, I think Texas has had. Or was it nine years? Has had one person drafted in the first round, and he was like thirty second. It was a running back. I can't think of his name, and he was like the last pick of the first round. Where you look at, you know, it wasn't Alabama. Benson, was it Cedric Benson? Nah, nah. But uh, you look okay. at Alabama, and Alabama has what had like six or seven go in the first round every year. It seemed like, and so, yeah. I mean, now one thing you can't take from Nick Saban. Um, is that he won at LSU. He did win a championship at LSU. And so I think that gives him some credibility as far as him being a good coach. But in all honesty, like Ray said, they didn't need a coach on the sideline to win that game. 
They really didn't. Matt Jones was pretty good. I mean, Matt Jones wasn't bad at all. He's a good college quarterback. I don't know if it translates to the pros, but he's a, he was a good college quarterback. And he was on too. They, they projected this kid to go. They projected this kid to go late first round. So now, when you look at all these first round guys last year, how many did they have? You know, the linemen went and two wide receivers. <laughs> I mean, and uh, Xavier McKinley and all them. They yeah. went either late, uh, early second round, or whatever it was. You know, it's just guy after guy after guy after guy each year, sophomores, juniors, seniors. I mean, all these guys going. Now you get rugs and you get uh, 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 Judy out of there. Now you got two more first-round guys. Come I mean, on, think man. about that. Waddle you and, know? Waddle and um, Smith were playing behind those guys. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Right, and Smith was playing behind Waddle. Waddle got hurt. Smith ain't no winning the Island Trophy. Yeah, that that that's what I'm saying. And they can't stop this kid Smith. I know they got him in the middle of the first round. All that I don't know what they looking at, but they can't stop this kid. Man, that dude. Now just look at the league alone: Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley. I mean, uh, you go to running back: Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram. who else? Uh, Jake. Uh, Eddie, Josh Eddie Lacy. <laughs> Eddie Lacy. I mean, you can go on and on Trent with Rich, Trent, Trent Richardson. <laughs> Trent Richardson. Yeah, he, he got he that. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. <laughs> yeah, Kenyon Drake is out there playing. That That's what I'm saying. Now, every, everywhere you turn, defensive linemen, same thing. Uh, defensive backs, linebackers. I mean, my goodness. You know, you got enough guys to go in two years than most coaches have been there 20 years and got that many guys I in the league. All right, so let's, let's look at them right quick. All right, last year you have four in the first round. Tua, Jedrick Willis, the tackle, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy. All right. Then the year before that you had four in the first round. Make a fit, well, in 2018. Minka Fitzpatrick, Darren Payne, Rashawn Evans, Calvin Ridley. All right. 2017, you had four. Marlon Humphrey, Jonathan Allen, O.J. Howard, Reuben Foster. And so, I mean, they get somebody in there all the time. And that's and they got a ton of second and third round picks, too. So you're talking about you can almost field a team just off of Alabama players in every position almost. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Then you, how many guys would they have if everybody elected to come out of school? <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, if, uh, what's that boy over there? Uh, uh, Philadelphia quarterback. If he went with Oklahoma, hell, he would be Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I skipped 2019 with Quentin Williams, Quentin Williams, Jonah Williams, and Josh Jacobs. I skipped 2019. And, and 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 me, I just don't like the era of things the way that they go now. It's just like you know, uh, we not talk about other sports, but you know how they assemble a team. Hey, I like what they doing because hey, LeBron the one started that shit. But when you put all them guys on one team, how the hell are you a winner? You just got more talent than everybody else. You know what I'm saying? You're not actually competing to win anything. 
You uh, if they they had no salary cap, and you put five of the five top players on one team, you tell me how they gonna lose. I agree. But let Everybody me ask you this about you won a championship? No. Let me ask you this about Nick Saban. Um, regarding uh Waddle. You know, Waddle was coming off the injury and he was visibly, you know, limping on the field. And this is for whoever wants to answer. Was Nick Saban wrong for letting him play? No, I think if the kid wanted to play, I think you let him play. But I know it was some stuff going on on Twitter where there was some NFL players saying, don't play. And, you know, he played anyway. Now, I don't know if he's trying to raise his drive stock or what is he trying to do or whatever the case may be, but you got to understand, Nick Saban is, is filthy rich. And, you know, you don't, I'm quite sure the kid got an insurance policy. If he get hurt, he's going to get $10 million or whatever the case may be. But there's stipulations that you can't get hurt and get drafted in the fourth round and you collect that money. I'm quite sure you can't. You know, unless you, you stipulate that in the in in the contract, but you know, if, if it were me, I wouldn't go out there. And you know, if I wasn't a part of winning the championship, hey, so be it. You know, I got to move on and 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 to the next level or whatever the case is. You know, they even if they got their money, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, you want to bring them out there for some little ceremonial victory formation or something. That's one thing. But uh, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't like the idea of him being out there. That was making me a little nervous. But so, because I mean, yeah, I, I I I think that uh, I I think he he shouldn't have played. But I think that was in what was in the kid mind. It was that after his teammate, not that he was hating on his teammate, but after his teammate ended up getting the fucking Heisman Trophy, and he was actually rated behind him, I think he just wanted to go out and, you know, kind of have a big one <laughs> for everybody to see. And maybe you know, so. But it didn't work out like that. And maybe so. I mean, that could have been the case. But uh, I'm just glad he, you know, didn't get hurt or anything because – I mean, it's just kind of crazy just to come back and see him out there, and he didn't seem like he was right at all. And uh, I just, I don't know. I mean, as a coach, I think sometimes you got to be like, dude, sit down. You know, you're going pro, and it ain't like we need you. I know you want to play, but it ain't like we right. <laughs> we need you to win. So, Right. But, all right, um, before we get to the NFL, we we, we got to talk about this, this Nets trade. And there's so many moving pieces to this trade. It's like four teams. I can't really keep up with all of it as far as what exactly happened. But uh, the main thing is that the New Jersey Nets get uh, James Harden. And I think Karis LeVert went to the uh, Cavaliers. And or did he go to the Pacers? He went to one of them because Victor Oladipo went from the Pacers to the New Orleans Pelicans, I think. And then Houston got like four draft picks. No, Oladipo went to Houston. And I don't know, man. It's like a four-team trade. But the bottom line is, James Harden in Brooklyn, is that going to make a difference in the win column? I mean, people are saying right now that Vegas has 
um, New Jersey second to the Lakers as far as going to the championship. But do you all really think those guys can play together? Nobody want to talk? Well, if you if you asking me, I would say it it, it it all depends. I mean, if they come out and they winning, I think they can play together. And I think that um, with all that side power, it's going to be hard for them to lose. You know, I think, you know, the only reason why they're not putting them at number one right now is because they have not stepped on the court together yet. But all the things that – that's why when you watch these sports shows, it was funny. They'll start out saying one thing. And then after they say it, they're like, you know, everybody was on the Clippers last year. I, I like the Clippers. I think the Clippers are a better team than the Lakers. But they didn't prove it last year. Because anytime you're up on a team by 18, 20 points, you got a three-point lead, you got that team beat. You just mentally are not focused. And the thing is, is everybody, oh, well, they, they, they this, they that, they this, they that. Now they're the laughing stock. Everybody want to talk down on, on, on the Clippers and this, this, and this. Now we, they, everybody's Lakers because everybody, I mean, you got like LeBron paying his salary where they be talking about them on TV. But Lakers are a good team and they're the champs. They got two or probably the top six or seven basketball players in the, in the NBA. So they have a good team. They got some good pieces around there. But if Kyrie is on top of his game, who's going to stop him? Tim Randall on top of his game, who's going to stop him? And if James Harden is on top of his game, who's going to stop him? Plus you got Joe Harris and you'll probably have Spencer Dinwiddie. And then you got DeAndre Jordan there in the middle. Man, look here. Just like the Bulls used to be, our centers used to be Bill Whittington, Will Perdue, Bill Cartwright, uh, Stacey King, Scott Williams. All them guys were bums, in my opinion. But we had the firepower. So they was able to win. Same thing here. If these guys come out, they focus. I don't see nobody that can beat them. And, you know, nobody saying that because they haven't stepped on the court yet, but that, that's the way I see it. I think I the think key phrase started that. I think the key phrase is if they're focused. I, I mean, because yeah. I mean, everyone thinks that Kyrie's a head case. Everyone thinks that James Harden is a ball hog. And Kevin Durant, even though he's he's probably, you know, one of the – you can argue Kevin Durant's the most unguardable player in the league, to be honest with you, but – you can also get under his skin too. All you gotta do is say something about him on Twitter. So I mean, I don't see that. I don't. But the, and the biggest thing on on Durant is is, is 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 he gonna be able to maintain his health? I mean, hopefully he yeah, will. Exactly. But I mean, but that's the I, biggest I thing on him. And then you know? can they coexist? You can have me personally. Me person. Me personally, I don't think these three guys together can mesh together simply because of you know their background. I mean, yeah, I mean, you you got I mean, all the, I mean, you got a super team in the East now. But these guys have never played together. And I just don't see with ball hog being, you know, being James Harden, you got the head case in Irving, you got a health issue with Durant. All those I mean, 
these guys, I mean, I just don't see it working. And right now, the strength's in the will. So, I mean, they they can give it a shot, but I, I just don't see, I don't see how that's going to work. I, I don't see it working good. I, I mean, I they, they got gonna, the potential to work good. I think they're going to win some games. I, I do, and um, they're going to be hard to deal with in in, in the playoffs too. Um, I just think that they're going to have to really make sure if if they have any type of chemistry, they're going to be hard to beat. They really are if they have any type of chemistry, but that's the big question. That's the big question. Yeah, chemistry. So, Don't take a minute. Because when I, when I look at them and compare them to, to the Clippers last year, I, I thought the Clippers had a lot more, you know, I guess mentally tough type of guys with uh, with their, you know, their championship coach and Kawhi and all that other stuff, but they, they fell apart. Spencer Dunwitty, uh, he can ball, but he's out for the season. He tore his ACL, so they're going to miss him. So, I don't know. He'll be back for the playoffs. It's going to be interesting. Hello? 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 Oh, boy. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. I heard someone earlier. I thought it was somebody, I thought it was one of Myron's kids in the background. Yeah, I know, right? Eminem, you there? Okay. Anyway, so we'll move on. Um, Urban Meyer going to Jacksonville. Seems like a nice little pickup. Seems like it can work out for Trevor Lawrence. What y'all think about it? Hey, to I me, think Urban works. Meyer is the greatest, the greatest, greatest coach ever coach game. So, I, he brought him in. Hey, I don't want y'all to rule this out either. Being that he's Ohio State coach, he may go with Justin Field. I don't know if he will, but y'all keep that in mind. That'll be interesting. It will be interesting. I mean, we, he's never had you know an NFL position before. Um, you know, you're dealing with men. You're dealing with men that's getting paid. Um, we, you know, we're going to see what Urban Meyer can do. I mean, he, he's a great coach as far as when it comes to college. And I think he can do, I think he can do well, you know, if you get Trevor Lawrence coming up in there in Jacksonville, maybe he can, you know, start a winning, winning culture in that, in that franchise that, that, that they haven't had in a while. But, you know, it remains to be seen. He's going to have to put a staff together that's NFL caliber. He's going to have to get a lot of NFL influence in there to help, help him since he has never, you know, coached the NFL before. So as long as he, his supporting cast, his position coaches, you know, offensive coordinator, those type of people, he's going to have to really put a, you know, put some thought to who he has in there coming and helping him coach. And, you know, this is way different than college. So if he puts the right people in place for him to be successful, Urban Meyer can really, you know, really do well here. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think it's a nice uh, decision on their part, and we'll see what happens. And Eminem, you there? Yeah, yeah, man. I my uh, phone was ringing, but I thought thought the call was off. So, but Eminem, <laughs> I, got, the, I got two I, things I got, for you, man. The first thing is that, all right. you know, of course, Philly got rid of Doug Peterson. The second thing is that 
I don't, and I don't know if this is true or not. All right, so let me say this: that I this hadn't, this didn't come from ESPN or nothing like that. This is just something that. Uh, let me see if I can find out if it says where it came from. Uh, I can't even find it now. But uh, they're saying that that excuse me, um, Adam Gase is a front runner for the Eagles' job. So, how do you feel about Doug Peterson, and how would you feel if y'all went with Adam Gase? Well, I didn't want to see Doug Peterson go because the 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 uh, uh, the, the the issue was, and it's been an issue for a while, is the GM Howie Roseman. But uh, you know, he kind of low key and shit, so it don't really just be out there like some teams. But uh, a lot of stuff was going on behind the scenes, and uh, basically what it came down to was Wentz's contract. And so uh, they basically played the politics with it, you know. Uh, but Adam Gates being the front runner, nah, I mean, I, I don't want to see that. I mean, I don't want to see that at all. I don't, I hadn't heard that, but I don't know. <laughs> You know, a lot of time when you think something is off in left field, then a couple of days later it'd be substantiated. But I, I hadn't, um, I hadn't heard that just before it's been a front runner at all. That would be a huge mistake because you got to look at Adam Gates' track record. You saw what he did down with the Miami Dolphins. Right. You saw what he did with, you know, with their quarterback situation, and then but, you but, go over here to. You go over here, they have a fire sale before he gets fired. And then you go right. to the Jets, and it's the same right. thing. Now, Adam the only Gates, thing I, I, I heard that this true is – I wouldn't have Adam Gates being a coach of my Little League football team, let alone the NFL team. Yeah, so I, that would be – I'm, I'm, I'm with you. But uh, he's a front runner, I think that's just – I think that's bullshit. Yeah, but, but uh, now, now, mean, now Peterson is a front runner for the Jets job if he take it. Now I had heard that a couple times. I believe you that. Yeah. But as for well, Gase, I just think that. Um, I, I of course, hope not. I, hope I just say it like that. I, I hope not. I hope so. Of course. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, I I'll give him a letter of recommendation if he needs it. But. Um, I know, right? Man, I mean, I guess my other question, Eminem, is 20 years from now, how are you all going to explain to to the the young Eagles fans 20 years from now that statue of Peterson and Nick Foles out in the parking lot? Man, how y'all going to explain that? Y'all ran both of them off. Yeah, that's going yeah, to – yeah, and like I say, like I say, Howard Rosen behind all that shit with Chip Kelly – Bringing him in and all that shit was a total debacle. Because guess what? Now, it, 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 we, we, Nick Foles was the starting quarterback at that time. Deshaun Jackson I mean, was healthy at that time. McCoy was, you know, still uh, he wasn't in his peak prime, but he was still prime. Um, uh, 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 what's his name from Missouri? Uh, shit, I can't call his name right now. Receiver number eighteen. Damn. From Missouri, Brassman. Uh 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 uh. Nah, the dark skinned guy, the white receiver. Oh, Fulmore, Fulmore. I'm having a break. Yeah. Nah, Reagan. 
<laughs> you're no name. He was pretty good for a few years. Oh, you can yeah, yeah, Mac. Yeah, Mac. Jerry Mac. Jerry Mac. So we was we we was a, a prime team when all that shit happened. Then to turn around, keep in mind now, Howie Rosen was GM then too. Turn around and he started doing that same shit again. All he had to do was let Doug run the team how he wanted to run the team, you know. And my thing was, let's see how this shit going to play out. Because it was a good chance that Wentz still was going to be the starter if he just let it play out. Now, I mean, now it's like I, I don't even know which direction we're going with it. You know, it's really confusing. You know, and now what I would like to see, and this is only because of the quarterback situation, I like to go ahead and see Deuce Staley get the job until we see which direction we want to go because he knows the, the team inside out as a player and a coach. Let us get situated. Hopefully he win, but if he don't, when we do bring in a new coach, we we ready to blow up the team and do everything else. But right now we just kind of going in every direction, you know, kind of how uh, Tampa was for a few years. It looked like they had a good thing going, and they got rid of Lovey Smith. They bring I can't remember who the next coach was, and they really wasn't too big on Winston and all that. So when that kind of shit started, you can pretty much already know which way way everything going. But we'll see what happens with y'all. But, but uh, I damn sure don't want to see Adam Gaze come in there. <laughs> Hell I didn't no. Expect, um, I didn't expect him to. I mean Peterson yeah. to get fired. I, yeah, I, mean, I, I, I can see we. I, I, I can see us on all kind of bullshit trivia questions like, what team got rid of the, the two people that right. enshrined literally, literally in front of the damn stadium? And man, um, if I'm the Jets, I jump all over Doug Peterson. I think. Oh he, yeah, they are. I mean, it, it's like it, it, it's his job. It's his job. If, if he don't, if, if they don't hire him, it's because he declined it. If they hire somebody else, it's because he declined it. Man, Doug Peterson's a hell of a coach. Did I agree with everything he did? No, but like I said, we was losing because of Wentz fucking turnovers and our injuries and stuff like that. Yeah. Offensive line, man, you can't help that. But I'm he just saying that was the reason. It wasn't, it wasn't that Doug, Doug Peterson was just a horrible coach. It wasn't that at all. Yeah. So y'all proud to coach with a winning know. record and a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl title. So I mean. You might fall in that category of the shot and have a curse. You know, you can call it the Peterson curse because, I mean, you can't – I mean, sometimes you got to understand. I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles in the last couple of years have had a lot of injuries. And sometimes you got to build around that quarterback. And I know you hear, you hear me say that a lot. But right, in right. order for a quarterback to be successful, you got to build around him and put the pieces that are in place so, therefore, he can be successful. you got to have a good offensive line. got to have a good running back. You got to get a good tight end, yada, yada, yada. And if you don't build around the quarterback's strength, if you got a, if you got a, you know, look at, look at the Baltimore Ravens. They built, they built their team around a, a running quarterback. They got good running backs and everything else. Yes, he can pass a little bit too, but he's a running quarterback. So you got to build a, a style of offense that will fit his, you know, his skill set. You know, you got to have. And, that, and that's what was missing when Frank Wright left. That's what was missing when Frank Wright left and got the got the uh, got the coach job. You're exactly right. Yeah. You know, we got, uh, you got some hell of a pieces, but the thing is, offensive lineman. everything from your offensive lineman 
to your tight ends. Everybody got to fit. You got to have athletic guys and get downfield and break your blocks and all that kind of stuff. And if you don't do that, your quarterback is not going to be successful. You're, you're not going to be successful as a coach. Yeah, and uh, and then the thing about it, it, like I said, a lot of shit behind the scenes. But that shit that uh, uh, Howie Rosen is doing is kind of one of them things that kind of divide the team up because it's just like, well, you know, Doug Peterson, one of them guys. Like, you know, if he the coach, he the coach, coach. It ain't no, you know, I'm listening to this person and that person. So now, in hindsight, I think he knew probably what was going to happen a few weeks before the season end. Because I kept saying, why in the fuck, if he's trying to figure out if Jalen going to be the guy to actually not just take Wentz's place until he get his confidence back, but just like like literally like this is going to be our guy, why in the hell are you not looking at him play as much as you can? And then when the shit came out, I said, shit, this motherfucker knew he was going to be gone anyway because most coaches wouldn't have did that shit. Yeah. If you really, if you if you really trying to get a, uh, you're trying to get that final last look to make your decision, like which way we gonna go, and that didn't look like a which way we gonna go decision, and now I can see why. Yep. So we'll see what happens there. All right, fellas, that's gonna wrap it up for this edition of the Very Unsportsmanlike Podcast. You can check out the show at www.podpage.com forward slash fifteen yards. If you want to get more information, check the show archives. And y'all have a good one. We'll catch you next week.